Hey, smart mamas. Welcome to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast, a podcast about balancing mom life and work life and everything in between. Being a mama is a hard job. We are three nurse anesthetists reaching out to support and encourage other moms with hectic and chaotic lives. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. No topics are off limits. Relationships, finance, mental health, work. And we aren't sugarcoating anything. No way, hold way. This is real life, real moms, real advice. And we want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey, Smart Mamas, it's Lacey here. Welcome back to another episode of Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups. Um, Unfortunately, tonight or today, whenever you're listening, it is just me, Ellen and Crystal were unable to be with us. And so let's just think of this episode as a little like bonus episode. Um, So I really just wanted to get on here and talk about a recent interview that I heard from Brene Brown about a new book she has released. I think it's called The Atlas of the Heart. And it's about um, different emotions. And she's identified like 87 different emotions that people can have an experience and kind of She's like categorized them in different ways. And so it was is fascinating. But I listened to an interview December 1st on NPR, the 1A podcast. And it was just really fascinating the way she talked about a couple of different things that really struck a chord with me as a mother. So if you're not familiar with Brene Brown, she is amazing. I honestly was like, shocked to hear her on NPR. I like happened to have my radio on. I was listening to something else. It flipped the channels and I was like, why is Brene Brown on NPR? Like it was crazy, but awesome at the same time. So yeah, Brene Brown is, I know her, I don't know her, know her, but I know of her as like a personal development coach person, somebody who is very, very relevant in the personal development space. But I don't know, I did not know a lot about her background. And so I did not realize until recently that she's actually a social worker. She has a bachelor's, a master's, and a PhD in social work. And um, so she is a like social work researcher slash storyteller. And she talks about, she does a lot of qualitative research into communication and stuff like that. She became really famous after she did a TED Talk in 2010 on like the power of vulnerability. And then she's written, I think it's like six books. She's got a whole internet platform and program and everything that you can tap into. And then now she's just released another book on emotions, especially emotion after the last year and a half of the pandemic that we've been through. And so, you know, it was just it was just an interesting interview and I'd like to kind of play a clip from it and just kind of share some of my thoughts on that. So she's being interviewed by one of the NPR hosts on the 1A podcast. And, you know, they were talking about the book and emotions and stuff like that. And then they have listeners call in and ask questions and kind of share like some of their emotions that they're feeling. So let me play this clip for you. 
I want to play this voicemail we got from Kassan. I am a single mom of three children, ages 27, 24, and 16. And my feeling has been that I feel overwhelmed, I think. I feel like I don't know. At any given time, I feel like I can't. Am I going to get everything done? Am I going to be able to pay all the bills? Am I going to be able to get to work on time? Am I going to be able to be my most present self at work? Kassan, thanks for leaving us that voicemail. Brene, we've got just about a minute here, but overwhelm is is one of the emotions you explore in the first chapter. Tell us about that state and, and what you found. Man, this is a quote from John Kabat-Zinn that is so powerful. He defines overwhelm as life is unfolding at a pace that I find unmanageable in my psyche and in my nervous system. And one of the most powerful things about overwhelm is how it's different than stress. Stress is kind of things are hard, things are tough, but they're they're manageable. I'm, I'm, I'm close to the edge, but I'm managing. When we actually feel overwhelmed, the only way that we reset from overwhelm is really by nothingness. We need 10, 15, 20 minutes of nothingness. Overwhelm is really intense stress that kind of leads to shutdown. Important to label them correctly because language doesn't communicate, just communicate emotion, it shapes it. So call stress, stress, and when it's actually overwhelm, you've got to engage in some nothingness to reset. We're discussing emotion. So first of all, wow, like listening to that again, just really kind of hit me all over again. I mean, how many of us can relate to that mom who called in and it's like, I feel overwhelmed in my everyday life. I say, I've said this like once a week for probably the last year and a half. And it's only getting worse as we're getting busier and things are ramping up again and it's it's coming back, you know. And so, um, like, for yeah, like just relating to the caller in general, I was like, yes, I want the answer to this question. And then her answer was so profound, I felt, in terms of identifying stress and overwhelm as two separate things. Cause I feel, I feel like I put them together. Like I'm stressed and overwhelmed. I'm, they're, they're the same, but they're not. And identifying the differences between being stressed and being like, managing but stressed and then overwhelm which is like beyond stressed and and just like recognizing how different those are um really was i thought very profound another thing that she said was like the cure or the remedy for overwhelm is nothingness and when she said that i kind of started to wonder like if this is something that I've been doing in my daily life that I didn't necessarily realize was like trying to seek out moments of nothingness to cure the overwhelm. And sometimes I feel like this can show up in a variety of things. And it's not necessarily like you go lock yourself in a closet and put a blanket over your head and hide there for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. But I think nothingness can look like, I think for me, it looks like, um, it looks like when I like disassociate and I kind of like go off by myself and just kind of like, you know, I'm going to go do the laundry and I just like go down and I like separate myself from the rest of my family 
or I disassociate from things by going into my phone and going somewhere else. And so it may not be complete nothingness, but I do feel like I end up doing these things and kind of, I feel like they become like stolen moments or sneaking away or something like that. Whereas it's not necessarily like dedicated time of nothingness because when you're overwhelmed, like it's like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. Great. Now let's take 30 minutes and just shut everything down. Like who can do that? No. But I think listening to this interview, something that really like came to me was like, maybe I need to, instead of ending up stealing moments because I'm feeling overwhelmed and I don't feel like I can have any moments. So I end up kind of feeling like I'm stealing them. Whereas like I kind of sneak off and I I go do the laundry by myself or I end up spending a little bit longer in the bathroom than I probably needed to because it's quiet. Or my family is, you know, doing something and I find myself somewhere else. And instead of those moments, Maybe if I just kind of recognize that this is happening, I can set aside time for nothingness to help cope with that rather than end up stealing that time. And I would, I'm so sad that Ellen and Crystal can't be here tonight because I'm positive that they would have some awesome feedback. But I really would love to hear from you guys if, because right now it's just me talking to a microphone in my basement, but I'd really love to hear from you if this resonates with you at all. Does what she said resonate at all with you or is it something that's just just me? This owner and, you know, I mean, so many people have side hustles in, and it's not just you go to work, you come home, you spend time with your family and you're done. It's everything. I mean, it's you work, you spend time with your family, you are the soccer mom, you are the coach, you are, you know, I mean, like you're involved in your kid's life and then you've got your side hustle and then you've got your business and then you've got all these other things going on. And it's so easy to just become overwhelmed with just daily life. And so I thought this was just a really profound interview and a profound explanation on the difference between stress and overwhelm and recognizing what overwhelm is and how to remedy it was just really I thought profound. There's one more episode that I want to play for you. Okay, so here is the next clip from Brene Brown's interview on NPR. I think it's interesting because one of the things about vulnerability that people don't understand is that, you know, the the data-driven definition of vulnerability is uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. So to experience vulnerability is to experience the emotion that's attached to us feeling uncertain, at risk, and emotionally exposed. And what's interesting is that all of the emotional experiences and life experience that we yearn for are rooted in vulnerability, love, belonging. You know, joy is probably the most vulnerable human emotion. We're all so afraid to feel it because we're afraid we'll get it ripped out from underneath us and get sunk or, you know, sucker punched by pain. So again, a profound statement by Brene Brown. <laughs> but I, I was just in, I mean, she, she started with vulnerability, right? So her TED talk in 2010, which if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. Basically, it's just talking about vulnerability and how we experience not feeling enough. And so to talk about, you know, vulnerability this way, I guess 
if I were to name the most vulnerable emotion, I don't know that I would have picked joy, but I totally, totally understand how it is the most vulnerable emotion. And I totally feel it as a mother. And I notice that I feel it in terms of the things that I worry about, in terms of like having my children like taken away in some way from me or having my husband taken away in some way from me or having like my life, this beautiful, beautiful life that I have built ripped out from underneath me in some tragic way. And 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 I think that as mothers, we feel these things. And I think I'm not alone in feeling like, you know, you have this wonderful life and you just, you want to do whatever you can to possibly hang on to it because you don't want it to be ripped out from underneath you. And when she said that about joy and we're afraid to feel joy because we're afraid it's going to be taken away, that just really hit me, especially from a place as a mother. I just really felt like this interview was enlightening and was, you just had kind of some like profound aspects for like motherhood and not just human emotion from all humans, but like for mothers, I felt like there was just a couple of points in this interview that she did that really highlighted some of the like emotions and emotional like stress that we feel as mothers. So kind of just to recap, Brene Brown did, you know, the interview on NPR and she talked about the difference between stress and overwhelm and how it's important to know the difference because the treatment for each is different. And so stress is managing and we can find ways to manage our stress. We can find ways, find things to like take off our plate to manage our stress better. Like, I mean, it can be anything from having the kids helping more with the chores to having somebody to you know, Instacart your groceries, to having a cleaning person, to having somebody who does your laundry, to having, you know, your husband delegate a chore chart better, you know, like all of those things or having your work schedule more organized or having, you know, like those are things we can do to mitigate our stress. But overwhelm is different and the treatment or the you know, the treatment for that is different. The antidote, if you will, is nothingness and finding time to set aside to have nothingness and where you're not being pulled in all of those thousand directions and recognizing the difference between stress and overwhelm and how to treat them differently when you're feeling them, I thought was really enlightening. And then the conversation about joy, that topic that she brought up, is just really you know, I just, I felt that so much because I I would not have picked joy, like I said, or just a few minutes ago, I would not have picked joy as the most vulnerable emotion. But because when you think about vulnerability, when you think about what you, what you feel when you feel vulnerable, it's not joy. But I can see how joy is the most vulnerable emotion because you're experiencing something truly joyful, truly happy, truly you know, like heartwarming and the thought that it could be taken away from you is terrifying. And so, um, 
yeah, I just wanted to, like I said, jump on here, do this little bonus episode, and I really, really do want to hear your feedback. Is some is is anybody else relating to this? Does anybody else feel this? Anybody else a Brene Brown fan? Um, so let us know. Send us a message. You know, just let us know what resonates with you. And thank you for listening to this episode of Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups. Again, it's just Lacey here. So you can follow us at Hey Smart Mamas on Instagram, and you can find us at Scrub Cats and Sippy Cups on Facebook. You can find Crystal at STL Injector on Instagram. You can find Ellen at Ellen Laletta on Instagram. And you can follow me on Instagram at Ms. Lacey Lee. So thank you so much for tuning in to this little bonus episode of Scrub Cats and Sippy Cups. I hope that you are doing well and getting ready for the wonderful holiday season and not feeling overwhelmed with the holidays. Have a good night, mamas.